is Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we may even pop over to the rivals to see what's happening on Raw. We wouldn't dare, would we? We wouldn't dare to be too raw. Rawski, risky, rawski. Too nitro. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) Um, You've got yourself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. How are we doing, Jay? I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm excited. I'm amused. I'm wondering whether we're watching the right show from 1998. Yeah. <laughs> it gets like that. Um, this week, we are looking at ECW Hardcore TV episode 266 and 267, um, which is in late May and June of 1998. But before we get to that, um, a couple of weeks ago on Raw, on May the 4th, 1998 to be exact, Mick Foley and Terry Funk had a little altercation. And I think it's only fair that we go back and have a little quick talk about this because um, it passes by. We, we, we missed a couple of things on Raw that we wanted to talk about, like the Cactus Jack debut and all that. I didn't realise as early as what it was, neither did you. So no. we kept an eye on. We noticed that this popped up. And um, obviously two... Hardcore legend, ECW legends in the main event of Raw in a sort of a no holds barred battle around the arena, insanely brutal match. And we'd be stupid not to um, talk about it because obviously ECW heavily influenced this, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, so this is um, really kind of in the middle of the, the three faces of the Foley stuff. Um, it's Foley, the heel. Um, it's the the corporate dude, yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's Foley. Um, where prior to ECW, I don't think anyone really saw him being, uh, which is in in the main event. Um, and main eventing with um, hottest uh, act on the planet at this point, um, and former ECW alumni, um. Uh, Steve Austin. So uh, the story is that um, to convince Vincent Kennedy McMahon that he uh, deserves a title shot, um, he has to win a match, and he is put up against a ma- in a match against his his best friend uh, Terry Funk. Um, not Chainsaw Charlie, not not anything. This is this is out and out the Funker, Funk U T-shirt, stripy trunks. The lot, and we have a bonus um, added of Stone Cold on commentary, which adds, I think, a lot to this style of match and these sort of two particular characters. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, did you watch any other show? Did you just watch this? I flipped through bits of it, partly out of um, you know the ECW nostalgia and you know seeing what's coming through, and and also flicking through some of the episodes around. So. Job Squad's just about to kind of kick off and Two Cold's in there and, and Al Snow trying to get into the building and all really weird stuff where we are now in, in, in um, ECW. Um, but it was interesting because it was things like um, uh, Sable uh, training for the Mark Merrow fight and 
LOD 2000 with Disciples of Apocalypse versus Degeneration X and really just weird times and seeing people kind of crop back up. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite a, 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 an odd little um, time capsule of a show, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think so. It sort of crammed a lot of nostalgia in the sort of two hours. There was a lot of bits where I was just like, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. But, um, yeah, the Foley stuff, like I said, the program at the beginning was um, it's a very passionate program, like he's expect from Foley, so that's, it was good. But the match itself, uh, it lived up to all the hype. I mean, obviously, we would have seen this at the time. Yep. It's not something we visit back and watch regularly. So I'd say, you know, it's fair assessment to be 20 odd years since we've watched it properly. Yep. So, um, yeah, it kicks off with a lot of brutal chair shots from Terry Funk. <laughs> yep. Um, as expected. Um, to the outside, basically smacking him, they brawl. It's just a really, really great match, to be honest with you. It is. I mean, it's it's um, it does have very much kind of an ECW feel to it. Um, you know, we've we've watched these matches kind of working through, so um, you know, you you can see the influence of this. Um, but um, it it's they 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 have the kind of match they've been having since you know ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, and beyond. You know, this is this is them enjoying the same kind of violence they enjoyed when they were doing the King of the Deathmatch stuff in Japan and um, when they were just destroying each other in ECW. Um, and it's the same, um, you know, quite brutal, just, you know, round the building. Round the building felt done better than ECW's round the building. You kind of went with them. Um, and, uh, yeah, just absolute destruction throughout yeah, it really was. I mean, um, just just crazy things that sort of go through your mind. Like you think Barely Legal was a little over a year ago. So it was sort of been early 97, wasn't it? And that was yeah. sort of viewed as, you know, through um, obviously Beyond the Mat and the angle, it's very much sort of Terry Funk's swan song, you know, retirement number 23. And um, here he is like a bit over a year later, moonsaulting, off the balcony onto sort of Mick Foley and people below. And it's just, um, yeah, it, it's a great match. Another key thing I noticed from the show was obviously um, the pairing of Jenna Jameson with Val Venus. Yes. Which, which is funny because Val Venus gets a name check in one of the ECW episodes this week and um, kind of the first mention of, the first acknowledgement of um, an edge having his debut um, vignette, yeah. Vignettes as well. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, if you think that, because obviously Valvino hasn't even wrestled a match yet, I don't think. So this is purely no. just him sort of coming in. So obviously they must have been a little bit annoyed that they sort of took Jonah Jameson. And I don't know a few others, because to fire shots of a character that hasn't even debuted yet, they must have been slightly um, frustrated, I felt. But, um, I mean, this is this is pure. I mean, this is this is total um, Russo time, isn't it? And Vin, oh, Vince, you know, heavily inspired by ECW, but also heavily inspired by um, uh, Howard Stern. So Jenna Jameson, some of the characters like that, 
were very Nicole Bass were that Howard Stern kind of click and group. Yeah, they were per- perfect, were not they? Where ECW got them from, and then also where um, uh, um, Russo took them. So yeah, exactly. so, kind of combinations and and the same people kind of turning up on different channels. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I think we'll be back and keep an eye on a couple of bits like the Alsto stuff and that's obviously be interesting to see how his debut is sort of handled compared to the monster push he was given in ECW. So I think that's fair to keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, Mick Foley did win the match. Not a massive surprise there. Then had a confrontation with Stone Cold. So he's going to get his title um, rematch for those interested about that feud 20 years ago. And I uh, but yeah, on how it worked out. But um, yeah, no, overall it's a really fun match. It's definitely worth watching, um, especially for ECW fans and wrestling fans in general. Again, it is on the, the network, May 4th, 1998, Raw. It's the main event. But um, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on some of um Because Raw's taken a few ECW people, but now it feels like they're upping it a bit. Yeah. Now they're like, right, we've given you... Now it's time that we start to take what we want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you had Bracus, the ratings winner, and now we're going to try to um, get people back. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to see how that works out. But traveling back to why we are all here, and that is for ECW Hardcore TV, episode 266 from the 27th of May, 1998. Um, Nice opening segment here. Sometimes I'm notes heavy, sometimes I'm not. And I've actually got a lot of notes for this segment. So it means I must it have done something me. right. It confused me. Um, well, the double bluff, triple bluff. Yeah. Um, I, I felt, really, obviously, we'll get to it in a second, but I felt they could have kept the swerve going at least to the end of the show. So I'll, yeah, we'll get into it when when we get there. But it's 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 it felt too soon for some of it. Yeah. So uh, you know, we've got the triple threat that come out, and this is is this a matter of respect? Is that the yeah matter of respect? Nineteen ninety eight. Which I think is is uh, one that you and I used to have on video um, at one point. Um, I, I believe so. Yeah, this ain't Seinfeld was one that they referenced, which uh, I know that I picked up one random day in HMV in Croydon. Um, uh, wasn't overly impressed with that show, if I remember. But there we go. Um, and here we had a weird thing, wasn't it? Where like the '99 show sort of came out, and you had all the heavy hitter pay per views. Then it started to work through the specials. So we were very much used to like, you know, full on ECW pay per views. Then suddenly yeah. they're like, "Oh, do you want to buy Seinfeld? It's got Hack Myers versus Doug Furness." And you're like, "Well, I might not get that one." <laughs> No, that wasn't my intention at all. I was there like, yes, it has ECW, so I shall buy it. Thank you very much. And what the fuck <laughs> has it. happened to the music now? Because it's such a bad dub that even the WWE network, which I don't know what it is because it's nineteen it's two thousand or whatever and I'm buying it. But yeah. Um no, it was it was it was weird. It was it was a weird um 
it's a weird time. Um, but yeah, a matter of respect, 1998 is kind of where we're going from. And the triple threat come out and Shane Douglas cuts a promo. Um, so one of the things I loved, Shane Douglas arm in, a, in his, um, uh, what is it? It's like, oh, brace. Brace is the word I'm yeah. looking for. I was going for, going for cast and I knew it wasn't a cast and I was trying desperately not to say cast because I knew it wasn't a cast. But it is a brace. So he's got his arm in his brace, um, yet still... Um, holds the ropes open, pulls the ropes open so Francine can get in. Freshly because... tanned, Francine. Yes, yes. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, and I thought I just thought that was, you know, still that nice touch of, of the two of them being together and on the same page and stuff. Um, uh, so Shane Douglas starts cutting a promo about this being building that he threw the Belt down, yeah. Belt down, um, just over in that corner. I threw the belt down. The bit that he didn't kind of mention that we know now is um, the dude that picked it back up is is the other blonde dude in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Candido becoming the to this day the youngest ever NWA champion of all time by winning the Smoky Mountain Championship. Um, That'd be the one competition the tournament. Yeah, tournament which Al Snow got eliminated from both tournaments. Quite right, too. Um, a nice sort of segue. But, uh, yeah, so he starts cutting this promo and he's got, like, franchise trunks in his hand for some reason. Yeah, I thought that. And... I thought... Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, he basically listed his injuries that we know about, you know, the, the pallet and the, the elbow and everything else he had going on. Um, said about how he, he took on Al Snow in a match where nobody gave him any chance. I thought not technically true, but okay. Um, Taz's music then hit. He um, he came out with the FTW title, which he put over last week, only just um, debuting. So obviously he's going to do his best to make this a strong looking title, right? Um, is my is yep 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 that's that's yep. <laughs> so he basically turns around. Someone shouted out, Taz, you suck. you suck. Taz replies, if I suck, it's because your mother taught me, which probably leaves more questions than answers. Um, he And then sort of goes on to say about joining the triple threat to help. Yeah. And, you know, this is a play on um, uh, where... Um, last week or the week before where they tried to get um, Lance Storm back into the fold so they could have yeah. three active triple threat members whilst um, Shane Douglas recovered. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, he decides that he, he wants to join the triple threat and he wants to look after, um, uh, you know, and, and ha- have Shane's back and, and look after him and, and make sure he's all right. Um on the understanding that when he's healed up, he gets a title shot. Um, yeah, which... Uh... But yeah, I mean, he goes into this um, basically saying that, you know, uh, I've got the FTW title, but in essence, this is a piece of shit. That's the title. That's the world title. This one doesn't mean anything. Which, like, absolutely 
blew my mind for a title that stays around as long as it does. And is a week old. It's a week old and he acknowledges his belt doesn't mean shit, quote unquote. Yep. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, really? I mean, don't get me wrong. He does all right. He pulls it back. But you just think, how mental is it just to, unless next week he sort of, well, not next week, because we've seen that. The week after, I'm saying he comes out at some point <laughs> and cuts the promo and basically saying, you know, of course, his title means everything, you know, and all this, and tries to put it back. It just seemed a very unnecessary comment. Yeah. Because why have you done this belt then? If you've just acknowledged this belt, you've just unveiled and cut a promo about making this belt because you're this and that, and basically saying that's just a prop, it's a piece of shit, I look stupid holding it, really. I, I, it was, again, just one of those kind of, you know, I, let, let's just, please just give someone some notes as they walk out, because... It did, it's one of them, it didn't move the angle forward, it sort of didn't move the angle back, it just hurt the belt for no reason. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like this whole... What about that belt? I'd risk it all. I'd, I'd give away my belt if I gave a shot at that belt. Because that belt isn't just that belt. That belt's about beating you for that belt. Or, or that belt too. Yeah, any belt around my waist is the belt. But I want that belt because I don't want you to have that belt. Do you know what I mean? This belt tells everyone I'm the baddest motherfucker on the world. That belt tells everyone I'm the best in the world. I want to be both. Exactly. But instead of just this belt don't mean shit. Um, and so, you know, he comes out because he, um, you know, he's not looking for trouble. He's not looking to fight. He wants to shoot with the franchise. Um, and, you know, back off and it's fine and get your, get your guys out of the way because, you know, I, I'm not looking to shoot with you. I'm looking to speak to you. And you're kind of sitting there going, you've just told me you want to shoot with the franchise. That's what, what's the, um, <laughs> but yes, he, he throws up the, the, the three fingers um, because his word is his bond. Um, he basically buries the dirt sheets because they all think he's grumpy and hard to work with and has an attitude problem and all the other things, um, which he, as much as he's burying the dirt sheets, he seems to agree with. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, so they, they throw up the three thing fingers because he is um, he is now part of the triple... He is the fifth member of the triple threat. Yeah, which um, obviously Bam Bam is reluctant to do, but does do it after everyone else, which is a shame because he didn't get that overall picture of them all doing it at the same time, which yep. would have sort of been iconic in its own little... Minute. Sort of yep. way. Yeah. Um, also, one of your props to Bam Bam for always coming out in his ring gear. I just think I've never sort of seen him not in his ring gear. So I thought that Candido looked jacked as fuck in this segment. He yeah. looked big. He didn't look as big in, in the matches that we'll talk about this week, but he looked big and, and he just looked ripped. So I thought that was really cool. And then the other bit that I really liked is Candido, um, you know, shakes Taz's hands and, you know, glad hands and all the rest of it gets out of the ring really happy. And, Bam Bam is just sitting there with Shane Douglas and Francine going, I don't trust him. I'm not shaking his hand. I don't trust him. I don't know why you're trusting him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. 
which I loved that he wasn't won over. You know, after he's the one that's fucked over um, Taz to start this yeah. feud, you know, him just kind of going, I don't understand. Why would he? No, this doesn't make sense. I love that. However, it does continue to make Shane Douglas look like a bit of a twat for, for trusting him. And also on a promotion that likes to do memories, um, it might have been November to remember 97 with Taz and Candido fought for the TV title. Yep. And the whole thing was Candido's like, I tried to trust Taz and every time he beat the crap out of me, but I wouldn't have it any other way. The, the whole thing, they like teamed up and then he'd be sitting on the ring apron after he was injured and Taz beat the crap out of him. And he goes, I knew I couldn't trust him, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And we said, oh, that's pretty good sort of slaying on the ring promo. So he's not. He shouldn't really. But um, yeah, he did trust him. They threw it out. Everyone left. And he proceeded to um, attack Shane Douglas and try to firmly damage his arm and making his title shot even further away. Yes. Um, and then you've got uh, Francine jumps in to, to try and break him up. And um, uh, Bam Bam has to, on two occasions, uh, try to lift her off so that he can lay the yeah. boots in. Um, and I, again, I quite liked the fact that it was this kind of like, you know, crazed kind of trying to get to him, trying to get him off kind of thing. And it wasn't quite right. So, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind it. As an open segment, it felt... It, it was a bit jittery in bits, but it felt a lot more of an opening segment than we've seen in some of the others. It felt a complete opening segment. It's it sort of in the sense that it was actually going towards something. I understood it and it was like relevant. So I didn't mind it. I, I felt the actual idea of the join in that felt rushed. I felt it could have at least been for the whole show and he turned on him in the main event or something. Yeah. And this had like... um you know, a one episode story, for example, where it cut back and he was in the changing room with the triple threat sort of sitting down the corner by himself or he at least Shane, saved Shane Douglas once or... That's the thing, I mean? it, could have just, it all just was so quick. It, it could have been a one episode like um, story, I, I think. And the end match could have been a different match, say. And it led to Taz coming out and attacking... Shane Douglas, or I don't know. It just felt very like, oh, cool, see how this goes. Oh, it's gone. He's just attacked him again. Um, Joey Styles is then talking about this fantastic Jerry Lynn, just incredible two out of freeze falls match that happened. Uh, Matt Respect 98. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And then he's like, and now we're going to show you highlights of that match. Yeah, starting um, with the end of the first match where the dynamic Jerry Lynn causes the upset and pins him. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I, I view this is obviously we raved about the match, you know. You even hear the, if you haven't listened to the show, yep. you can hear the sound bite on um, Atlas Sports Arena. We put it out there because we raved about the match. It's a great match. But we have also spoken in the past about how ECW get a new toy as in a new match and they will throw it at you every week. You know, 
whether it be Sam and Sabu, you know, and things like that. And it feels like this could be the new toy thrown at us every week. Yeah, I mean, and is this weird suddenly Jerry Lynn's on a par? Yeah, and uh, don't be wrong, great match again. Um, to get to the end, just incredible wins this time. I mean, that that is the story. I mean, a, a decent decent match was two out of three falls and that, but um, from the highlights we saw, it looked a fun match. And I'm still joined at this point. I just don't want to get to the the same stage where every week we get in a Jerry Lynn versus just incredible match like they normally do when they get excited about these matches. So hopefully they're just kept in sort of an, you know, because you can do an angle about a match and that seems to be what they're not doing with a lot of these characters unless it's the main event. And then they get locked in. So there's others that, you know, you do a little bit of an angle, but you're locked into 15 matches, it moves on, 15 matches, it moves on, 15 matches, it moves on. But we'll talk about that at the end of the, the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be nice to just have a, a Jerry Lynn, just incredible backstage segment, you know? doesn't have to be another match. It could just be a confrontation that you're like, oh, I'm fully aware this feud is still going on. I can't wait to see him fight again, rather than just like, oh, it's another match, oh, it's another match. Unless it sort of goes into like um, a super series or something. But um, yeah, so that's fun. Enjoyed it. Um, well, but this is again, video. so this is the thing, you know, so after one upset, they're into, it has to be a two out of three falls match. And it's that kind of like, well, why, why is that the natural escalation? It should just be, I don't know, another singles match. He upsets him again. If you think... And to prove it's not an upset. Well, yeah, I mean, well, if you think about, you know, the, the, the famous two out of three falls match in ECW history, now that we've watched it through, of that mm-hmm. uh, Guerrero-Malenko feud, yep. it was because they were too evenly matched. Trading victories, evenly yeah. matched, you know, time limit draws, the lot, you know, and they had to they had to really go some way to separate because, you know, Malenko would win it, then Guerrero would win it exactly the same way, and you know, they were they were just too evenly evenly matched. It wasn't that on one point one guy had won one match, and therefore obviously they needs to be a clear victor, which is why you're into two out of threes. Yeah, similar principle to um, an Iron Man match. Yep. You know, you, you trade results for so long that eventually they're like, look, we need to see who's the best. Let's go for half an hour, an hour. Whoever can beat the most in that time is clearly the better wrestler. Yeah. And that's the and thing. Same, same it's meant to be an escalation, not just yeah. a. And, and this seems to be the theme of Just Incredible's run so far. Yeah, but the problem is, is they're showing us matches again that we shouldn't see. Yeah. This is these are house show matches that special attractions to get crowds in, like a first blood match with him and Tommy Dreamer. We we shouldn't be seeing these matches. No, and especially not that early. I I still don't think a first blood match is required, even as a house show match that early on. No, it, it's not. But like I said, it, it literally feels like that's what they're, they're doing. It should be, you know, like I said, give us backstage segments, give us promos from earlier in the night, confrontations. But it, it's kind of weird, like, 
there's a first blood match that's happened that we don't get to see before we see a normal one-on-one match. Yep. The, the match we do get to see. So you've had a big... I mean, it's, it's similar to this. Like, if they just have a normal, regular one-on-one match now, it's like, well, we've just seen a two-out-of-three falls match, so why do we want to go back to that? So it's very weird. It's basically almost... I have no intention of showing these matches, but they've recorded it, and they're like, well, that's a really good match. Let's whack it on TV. Oh, but it's sort of going to go against the whole story we're doing. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a good match. People won't care. Yeah, kind of a skip to the end bit, isn't it? Yeah, and it just feels like, like I said, a lot of them understand you know, you're advertised like a crazy match to get the crowd, but you just keep it for them, maybe, because, yeah, it's, it's um, weird. Um, we get sort of a tease between the relationship between RVD and Sabu and kind of the things that have happened along the time. Before we get to the dream match, which is Chris Candido and Sabu versus Lance Storm and Rob Van Dam. They are given a lot, a lot of time here. Um, before we get to this match, how do you prefer the layouts of the ECW shows? Ones where you'll have multiple short matches or one where you have sort of like a short bit than a really sort of long match to dedicate the show to? I'm more in the kind of short, short, long element i've always found that more that i i that's more what i feel like it being um just because it's it's kind of got that sort of main event of the program sort of feel yeah what about yourself yeah same sort of thing i mean i i enjoyed obviously this match as a, as a one-off but they're kind of they did a similar thing next week as well yeah, they, they sort of have these matches that are good, but you think, are you, are you, is this helping the company? Because you're seeing a great match, which is amazing, you're loving at the time, but there's not necessarily anything that's sort of really telling you the story for next. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard because obviously time's passed and it's all different now. But I'm I'm just thinking not as like a wrestling fan, but as a, trying to make the company sort of grow sort of stance because the matches are all the long matches are both amazing so there's no issue with the matches it's just like it feels like they're pay-per-view matches and you're sort of I don't know I don't know what else they could have done with the time but it felt like they could have maybe sort of done something with it but this match they've been building to for like two three weeks so it's, it's not an issue sort of dedicate a long period to there is been a big build to it. Yeah. Let's say next week when we have like <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, Sam and a spike mm. versus the Dudley boys. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's... Yeah. Well, no, the, uh, yeah. Uh, well, let's get there in a minute. Let's do this one first. Cause I enjoyed yeah. this one. I'm just saying it, it just feels a bit like, okay. no, I agree. Um, I've, I've got so many, but let's get, let's get to this one. So basically this match, um, uh, yeah, fun match. Didn't mind it. Interesting, interesting sort of thing. Obviously, we saw that basically tag team partners versus tag team partners sort of both ways. So it's interesting the way they did it because it really sort of it beautifully builds into the building tension between RVD and Sabo, and the fact they have sort of exploded and brawled and sort of all led to this. Um, the match is everything. You kind of expect four great workers. Um, 
So brawling around, good technical. Uh, and I'll 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 come back on this point as we go on. But I thought yep. it was Sabu at his usual sloppy worst again. Um, he, I didn't think his spots came off very clean during the 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 majority and especially the early part of the match. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't slick. His positioning wasn't great on stuff. It was it was more towards the car crash style Sabu match than the 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 incredibly well executed Sabu match at the beginning. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. It's it's um, it's just it's just weird. I mean, obviously, it's hard to break down the whole match. Um, it it's probably is worth watching. It's not. I wouldn't say it's the match of the week, but it's probably worth. Given a watch, but how do you feel about the ending? Um, did it leave you a big enough cliffhanger? <laughs> I, I, so, um, I got very confused while watching it when they tagged their usual partners rather than their dream partners. Um, yeah, and they kind of beat up the people who tagged them in. So RVD and Candida get tagged in. They beat up their their partners a little bit and then fight them amongst themselves. And I had this whole kind of, wait, aren't they meant to be on the same? Oh, no, they're not on the same team. It's the other two that are on the same team. They're the, oh, right, okay, yeah. And um, for some reason, that bit confused me. But um, basically, we we ended with um, uh, Sabu's killing everyone. Everyone's hitting the, the finishes and it's wrapping up. Um, and Sabu does the RVD pose, he does his pose, and then he throws up the three fingers. Yeah. And we know that Candido will fight anyone who dares throw up <laughs> the f- three fingers. I mean, apart from Rufio Taz in the opening segment less than an hour ago. Um, but this was it. So, Taz, so Candido then attacked his partner for mocking him. Yeah. That then led to it all just kind of blowing off and going crazy. And RVD and Sabu basically got back on the same page and destroyed everyone. And when RVD and Sabu were doing their pieces together, Sabu's timing looked spot on again, you know, so crisp when they're doing their, their tandem destruction moves. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about when he does it with uh, RVD that slows him down enough to hit the, the timing on these things spot on but they they are just so in sync when they do it together yeah and no, i totally agree and um yeah that was sort of the cliffhanger at the end of the show sort of them obviously standing tall over the tag team champions i think they even picked up the tag belt they at did. one point didn't they um rvd's posing with it sabu spitting on it <laughs> uh we'll never the other way uh, well, that's how we end the show. We're next up looking at episode 277, which is the 3rd of June, 1998. Um, speaking of matches that we get every week, we are almost treated to the FBI versus Meany and Nova again. Yeah. Almost. In the rematch after the rematch because of the rematch because of the rematch. Because of the upset. So basically, starts off with Tommy Rich basically saying, "Let's have a dance off." 
Um, obviously, we spoke about this in the passing of sort of Tracy's mother's one of his key things that he got into was sort of dance off, especially with Meanie as well. Yep. We saw one of them, like I said, one PW and everything. And that's that's all fun. So that was happening. Um, but it kind of led to just Taz's music hit. He walked to the ring and destroyed all four men. Yes. Including Taz Plexin Meanie. Who tried to dance with him. No. Who tried to dance with him. Um, not, do you remember when Meanie dressed up as Taz in the crowd, didn't he? Yep. Once? yep. And that led to nothing. Yep. Um, yeah, so this was basically this. Wasn't bad. I mean, we, we said you need a bit more Taz sort of coming out Stone Cold-esque and just beating the crap out of people to sort of get himself across. And this was sort of it, really. But I just didn't understand the reasoning for it. No, he's he's very hit and miss and stuff now. It's like Austin would sort of walk around sort of stunner everyone, then sort of flip off Vincent Mann or something. When Taz sort of comes out, suplexes everyone and just casually strolls to the back and there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, like we said last week, it would have been cool if he turned around and said, right, all of you tonight are all Shane Douglas. And, or, you know, just something. So you think, oh, that's why he's doing it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was visually, it was great. He just... Um, don't truly get why he sort of targeted him. Just, or just because he can, I guess. Um, so next up, we get Rob Van Dam versus Lance Storm one-on-one. I thought this is probably better than their barely legal match that was about a year ago. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think um, two of the superior ring workers sort of in ECW at the moment so you know you're going to get a um, great sort of technical but speed sort of uh, match. And um, yeah, it lived up to it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really good. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it is. I, I, I think to your point, this would be the match I would recommend you go out of your way to watch. Um, yeah. It's not quite as... It has some kind of story implications, but it's not quite as story implication heavy as the tag match and the tag match is very good um but this one's a little bit more pure and i enjoyed that yeah no 100 percent. like i said it's, it's a fun match and um yeah as jay said we, we tried to recommend a match every week that people should go back and watch and yeah i think it's a great shout that you know, from episode 277 the uh, the 3rd of june go check it out rbd versus lance storm it's uh, worth a watch. The ending's a bit strange. So um, Sabu runs in. They all start beating up on Lance Storm and Candido runs in to make the save. And you end up with Candido and Storm standing tall with the belts, seemingly on the same page, uh, facing off against RVD and Sabu. Yeah. And it just feels... It doesn't feel earned because we've had we've had yeah. such a long time of them not being together. And again, you've got you've got the heel running out to make the save, so you could understand it more 
if Candido's the one getting double teamed and Lance Storm annoyed of what happened last week and you know I I, I know I hate him and I know he's a, 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 a git but um but yeah just felt weird yeah no I totally agree yeah no he's um yeah, he's, he's, but it just feels like, again, there is sort of bits that are overcomplicated in that with a lot of what it is. But, um, you know the bit we didn't cover, just thinking about it, was Bam Bam killing that. little Guido? Yeah, that's true. So Bam Bam came out, uh, you know, we were talking about the Taz interrupting the FBI and, and the BWO dance-off. Yeah. Bam Bam came out and tried to do his press slam into the crowd thing with little guido and fell short so basically just press slammed and threw guido into the barricade and almost bloody killed him <laughs> it was an absolutely horrible spot yeah no it's true obviously they're a lot more success with um spike dudley as many did Bill Alfonso. yeah guido not so much yeah but that's too, still the one for me that i'm like what the fuck but yeah Bill Alfonso. Building bridges, aren't they? Anyway. Sorry, that was a little bit backtracked because uh, it suddenly occurred to me. No, it's, it's, it's a good point to bring up. Um, next up, we then cut to Cronus versus Danny Dora in a match that all of us have been begging to see. And we then had such a throwaway but fucking confusing like five minutes. Talk about hot shot at an angle <sighs> with no explanation or or follow up really. So, so go on. I think I'll let you describe it. Cronus versus <laughs> Danny Doring. Cronus is getting the upper hand. Uh, Mister Wright's newest acquisition comes in, who is uh, Ulf Herman, who we have seen live uh, in. in one PW. One, P- one PW. Um, one yeah. So Ulf Herman's beating him up. Then uh, a guy who is described as a random biker who was hired um, was also beating him up. Um, yep. Then Jack Victory, who apparently has been retired for the last seven years. Um, jumps the barricade where he had a front row seat and a front row ticket and comes in to help beat up everyone. But then New Jack comes down to save his tag team partner because the gangsternators apparently are still a thing. Yeah. And then they turn on New Jack and Jack Victory is with the right stuff. I don't think that's actually the, the stable name. I just think it should be. It should be. The, it is now. Right. It is now. You know how we work. We, we do our lukewarm. Chad Austin, we yeah. start trends of this. Yeah, Weekend Warrior, Glenn Osborne. The right stuff. <laughs> now we've got the multi-tour of wrestling. Toby Cairo, yep. Um, so we, we do this, and now we have the right stuff um, stable, which we should have dubbed it a long time ago. So this is Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any reason to call the, the stable right said Fred. Um, so we'll go with right stuff. 
the right stuff works unless they get a, a Fred. Yes, in, well, I'm, I'm going to be watching for a Fred. We're ready. We're ready Everyone's ready for Freddy. Everyone's ready for Freddy. But until then, the right stuff. So, yeah, victory, I assume, with the he right is, stuff. That could change. And apparently he's got a very strong change, punch. <laughs> um, but has he not wrestled... Have we not seen him as Jack Victory? I know we saw him as the stalker or sniper or terrorist. Handler. He was where? Yeah. Was he the terrorist? Yes, of course. He might have been the controversial terrorist. I recall. Um. Yeah, so he was here. Um, but I'm not sure if he ever wrestled as Jack Victory because it's hard to sort of when you know someone sort of. You just sort of rewrite history in a way. I just assume we've seen him wrestle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he was the Super Destroyer. Not one of the Super Destroyers, but the Super Destroyer. Um, He was also the Russian Assassin. Um, And the Terrorist. The Terrorist is who we we saw. Um, uh, Maybe against 911? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was something like that, wasn't it? It doesn't go into a lot of detail on the terrorist. But this is his first official ECW run. Appearance. High spot. Oh. Um, No, that's coming up. Okay. I I saw something about... um, Yeah, so he, uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, and spoilers for a 22-year-old wrestling show. Um, debuted in Extreme Championship Wrestling as a mercenary hired to assault New Jack. Oosh. There that we is. are. High spot. And this is where we're at. High spot. Um, yes, yeah, so that happened. And so that was good. We then went into our main event, which was the Dudley Boys, consisting of Bubba Ray, Devon, and the Big Dick. Versus Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and the Spike Dudley. Now, before this match, we are told about um, uh, how they had uh, matches recently that were really, really violent, and they've got a match coming up as well. Um, So this is very much a in-the-middle-of-a-feud match. Yeah. It's just, um, it wasn't a bad match at all. It's actually quite a fun match. It's just, um, I mean, it was bonkers, really. You had like Salmon doing Hurricane Runners, uh, a massive ladder in the ring, Spike climbing off it, Spike getting pushed off it into a barber cutter, acid drops onto ladders, and then towards the end it gets a little bit crazy with handcuffs and and stuff like that so before I get to the ending do you have any sort of highlights actually through the match not really just as you said it's just one of those kind of clusters of of everything kind of smashing together yeah that's the thing it's got some really nice spots it's worth watching especially this time you've got some big names in there and it is fun it's just um sort of confusing in its placement. It's, it's kind of 
sort of jumps pretty quick. Um, so Tommy Dreamer is handcuffed. The other two are down. Beauty gets in the ring to try and help Tommy, and she's basically hit with the 3D. Yep. Is is this what breaks her I'm neck? I'm trying to see. Because um, 98 feels right. Uh, 98 is right, and from a 3D is right. So it's just whether this is the one or if there is another one. Tommy's reaction made me think that this was going to be a serious angle. Tommy's reaction annoys me because I, it just feels that we've seen this a lot, even down to his last feud with Justin Credible. We, we've seen this. It's been a thing throughout Tommy and Bueller's run that, that Bueller ends up getting beaten up because Tommy can't look after her. Um, but the Dudley boys, if they have broken her neck, does that mean that she's going to be attracted to the Dudley no, boys? No, because it was on a power driver. Her, her oh, kink okay. is incredibly, right. incredibly specific. Pile driver. Pile driver. And she is in love with you. Okay. Thank God. They want to look stupid no. there. Because, I mean, you know, which one do you fall in uh, love with? Do you fall in love with Devon, who lifted you? Or Bubba, who gave you the cutter? Or both, and that's just messy. Yeah. Yeah. Pile driver. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yes, that happened. It then led to New Jack's music hitting and coming out for the save, which again doesn't really work with New Jack. Um, it's sort of rekindling that feud. So he came out to, <clears throat> to attack the Dudleys, was doing all right, considered by himself for a little while. Then Jack Victory came back out again, yep. like the hired mercenary he is, um, helped beat down uh, New Jack. And then sort of celebrated with the Dudleys, which I found like strange because I thought, are you part of the right staff? Are you part of the Dudleys? You, you know, I mean, what is this just like a sort of poo version of the Brian Lee angle? Like, what is this? Yeah. And you know? that was kind of very much. Um... Yeah, it, it was messy. I I have an issue with. New Jack as your running in to save kind of person. Um, yeah. Because he has to play his music for a good few minutes before he will come out. And as such, yeah. it kind of loses his impact. You have that immediate kind of lift, especially in the, uh, you know, in the un unedited version, the undubbed version that kind of squeal and scream as the the music starts, like the firework kind of going off. And then, yeah. And then you've got forever before it comes out. And for, for heels who are beating up everyone, I do feel that the Dudleys, the more I watch it back, I don't like how Bubba Ray, especially feeds for new Jack. There's this weird kind of standing yeah. and just walking into him over and over again as he hits you with random stuff. There's no kind of, you know, it, it is just kind of, you know, like this loop of I stand up, I stagger towards you, you hit me. I fall down, I roll, I stand up, I stagger towards you, you hit me, I fall, I roll down. And, and it, it just, you know, 
is this constant feed in at least people like big dick dudley look as if they're trying to hit him and getting hit rather than just i'll stand here and then you yeah. hit me and i'll stand back up and then you can hit me again um so yeah it's very weird um is is my it is weird i mean i think the highlight that i took from this the the bit that i sort of felt got the dudleys over more than any of the match was at the end joey style sort of screaming everyone's down everyone's down mm. I felt that was the most powerful bit that sort of got across that the Dudleys have, um, it makes you feel like they've murdered the whole roster. Yeah. More than just like, you know, sort of three, four people. It really made you think, you know, like you've just seen this birth of this new super stable and they're standing tall. They've just murdered this whole ECW roster. That's, that's sort of what it felt like. Even that wasn't, that's what it, no, from some sort of great and in essence, sort of what they've done is they've beaten up Spike Dudley, who they've beaten up a thousand times. They've beaten up Tommy Dreamer, who they've beaten up a thousand times. They've beaten up Sandman, who's not won a match in about a year and a half at this point, I think. Um, and they've beaten up New Jack with the help of Jack Victory running in. Um, but yeah, it, it felt it felt strong. It felt similar, nowhere near the same level, but it felt very similar to. Um, when RVD and Sabu laid out everyone. Um, exactly. It had that nice fade to black, like, what the hell are we going to do now? Yeah. Kind of thing. Who can stop the path of rage? No, was, oh, no that's um... a different one. <laughs> but no, it felt, it had that sort of, it had, yeah, that, that was probably the, the best bit that I thought Jerry Styles really yeah. got put over. Like sort of screaming, everyone's down, everyone's down. I thought that was good, um, but everyone was down, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, of like, it might be the end of Beulah, and uh, it might be the end of Beulah. We'll find out. Um, interesting, if, if true, wouldn't massively be surprised because she's been pushed out of angles. I'd say quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so again, Tommy Dreamer, innovator of violence, as part of his entrance, pours beer over Bueller's chest so that he and Spike Dudley can drink it off. There is nothing yeah. original about this guy. <laughs> even even when he's trying to do an entrance, he's borrowing from something Sandman did two odd years ago. He is the rogue of ECW. He's uh, any excellent fans anyone that he touches he just takes all their moves and powers yeah um <clears throat> but yeah there's still some highlights like we said go check out Lance Storm versus RVD check out as much as you want from it really because it's not it's not awful there's a lot of good bits and um yeah quite enjoyed it obviously I'll just it, it's kind of weird I almost wish they would have Obviously, the one-hour shows, but you do sometimes almost crave a two-hour just to kind of flatten it out a bit and find your feet, and then they can just sort of work with it and get where they're at. They Sometimes they go a bit too crazy of the one-hour where they're like, do we just go complete stories and hotshot stories, or do we try to, you know, and it, it's hard. I can understand a one-hour, especially at this time, with, like, not really YouTube and things to fall back on. It's... um. You can see they're struggling with bits because they just don't really know 
you know, sort of how to sort of get it out there sometimes, these angles. They just, they're amazing matches, but they just, uh, some of the things just, it's hard to say, like, backstory, because a lot of them, like Candido, Storm have been building for ages, RVD's got a good build, but certain ones just suddenly got, Dudley's saying they're going to bring violence if you want violence, and then suddenly it cuts to a six-man match, and that's it, they're bringing violence. It's all a bit sort of like jolty. We just need something just to filter it a bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's good. Any any final thoughts on this? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm confused as to whether the FTW belt means anything or nothing. Um, I'm. I'm counting down the days until Sandman goes away because at least they might do something when he comes back. Um, yeah, interesting old uh, old time. Yeah, no, massively. It's um, it's interesting to march along and um, be interested to see how some of these things play out. And we've got a few title changes coming up, which I'm excited about. So we'll see what happens with them. Um, get involved on social media at underscore sports arena on Twitter and Instagram. It's as simple as that. Um, we're, we're talking ECW, we're talking MLW, um, and anything else that we find that's pretty cool, we're sharing it as well. Um, we're going to keep an eye on Raw and Nitros just in case there's any sort of ECW influenced sort of bits that we feel are relevant to discuss. So I think that's going to be um, exciting. But um, yeah, apart from that, I think we'll be ready. We'll be back next week. Absolutely. To relive the revolution. We are going to relive the revolution. Everyone is. It's going to be extreme. Let's see how Snow turn up on Raw. So that's handled. It's going to be fun. <laughs>